Tyler, um, may we please get a suggestion of your go-to crazy morning beverage order? Oh, damn. I'm not a big crazy beverage head, but if I had to say it, I'm going to say a, a matcha green tea latte. Thank you, Matcha Green Tea Latte. You know, I have been, literally today I saw, I was flipping through Instagram and saw uh, Brie Larson, I think, is a fellow fan of that specific tea. She's using it as a substitute to coffee, so I'm wondering if maybe I should try that out. Mm. It's apparently a little easier on your stomach, but I love coffee so much and caffeine. Mm -hmm. I just want to inject it in my blood. True, as we all should. Yeah. I feel like in the pandemic, I have been drinking significantly less coffee, and I think I found I'm more of a social coffee drinker. Um, like, oh. I'll drink it at work, basically, to avoid doing work and, like, getting the day started. Or, like, if I'm at a friend's house, like, I'll have coffee. But other than that, I don't know. It just is – I've really weaned myself, you guys. I'm, I've gotten healthy over the pandemic, I guess. Look at you. Well, we'll, we'll take it. See, I'm at the point where I'm tempted to buy decaf just so I can drink more coffee. <laughs> that's completely, that's probably actually healthy and normal. I have, I worked at coffee shops truly for like seven years and I, it's truly addicting. And just like having a nice, like warm cup in your belly, ugh, you just can't beat it. Exactly. And you can't have a heart attack just drinking so much espresso. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, There's something about it. That warm <sighs> cup of joe. It's a good feeling. I know. Speaking of good feelings, you know what? Hang on a second, because welcome to the Overtalking Podcast <laughs> with not Ken and CJ. CJ, say hi. Hi, CJ. I think it's actually say hi, CJ. That's That was my bad. But um, yeah, so happy to be here. I'm Olivia Cody. I'm just filling in for Ken um, and taking on the not Ken role. So, so excited to be here. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Hey, you know, you guys pay such a high amount. I... We How do can I say no during this well. economic, yeah, this economic downtime? <laughs> yeah, and you know, especially if I'm going to be drinking matcha green tea lattes, those those are a pricey buck. Are those more expensive than coffee? Oh my god, yeah, it's oh. like a, truly a three dollar upcharge. Interesting. Okay, I will. I have to try it now, especially after talking about it. It seems like the way to go. At least try it, right? Completely. I also just think like tea is better in general, but it's a hard switch. It's a hard switch. Yeah. I, I am the type of person that craves it. Like when I wake up, that is like the first thing I am thinking of is like, when do I get to have coffee? Really? Yeah. Okay. An addict this does make. Yep. <laughs> Fully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out uh, Witness Coffee Roasters, our, our good friend Bo. He makes some delicious coffee. I literally, so at night, this is my routine. I like prep the kettle and grind coffee beans the night before so that I'm not like, so that I, it's, I do whatever I can to not have to worry about stuff in the morning. So I like prep everything the night before, but literally, so part of my nighttime routine is grinding coffee beans and I open up my container and take a big old whiff out of, I just love like I, the smell of it okay. gets me going. This is scary. And if we <laughs> needed to report anything to the FBI, I do think this is concerning behavior. <laughs> I miss it's a big old whiff. Miss though. Yeah, no fair. Oh, he's the best. You know, our good friend here actually just bought a new coffee machine. Wow. Some other person that I miss is our guest. <gasps> Should we bring him on? Let's bring him on. This week we are joined by Tyler Lamanek. 
Hello. Hello. I've got a good feeling. That's in response to uh, what you said earlier, Olivia, about good feelings. Oh. That was just playing over over my head while you guys were talking. I did. I saw your eyes just kind of transfix, and I was like, "He's not with us right now. He's in another world." And you were. I was like, "When are they going to bring me on? When are they going to bring me on?" I'm just like ready to drop this lyric, and I was able to. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. Oh my God. The pleasure is literally all mine. Tell me about matcha. Matcha supposedly is, I believe, the new health craze. I have only had it once or twice. And I do think you're right in that Brie Larson has been uh, chomping at the matcha bit, so to speak. I have, I haven't, I'm not, I don't follow Brie. um, So I'm not entirely sure her kind of like how she incorporates matcha into her daily regimen. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I would hop on the train. But as with the two of you, uh, I'm a big coffee nut, big coffee head, little coffee bean. <laughs> well, I got I uh, I good news it. for you, Tyler. I can tell you how she incorpor- incorporates it into her routine. Oh, tell me. It is one of the first things she does is it's just scoops of matcha in hot water. Apparently, that's all that you need to do to make it. Holy and shit. that's why she's okay. Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. And that's, what- <laughs> and that's what gives her her powers. <laughs> and that's Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It seems kind of nasty to just dump some powder. I mean, I guess that's kind of what like Gatorade and all that stuff is. But well, like, to be fair, it's not like it's like a chemical powder. powder. It just is truly ground up green tea leaves. But I, I, I get what you're saying, though, because like instant coffee grosses me out for the same reason that it's just like powder right? that you mix up. And that's really gross. Yeah, it's like at least coffee, at the very least, it's just like strained. You know, it's like it's, it's filtered water, basically. Yeah. Like, just dumping some powder in a in a you know a nasty hot water. It's like, but chase your bliss, I guess. Speaking of chases, hey. after this, let's take a quick break and we'll talk about big big chases, big big the big 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 chases in the town and more right after this. Wow, there are over three hundred bank robberies in Boston every year. Most of these professionals live in a one-square-mile neighborhood called Charlestown. I'm putting this whole town in my revenue. You grew up right here. Same rules that I did. I like to have a good cry at the nail salon. <laughs> Welcome back to the Over Talking Podcast, where we are joined by Tyler Laminick, and today we're talking The Town, um, which came out in 2010. I learned... Actually, I remember when this trailer like first hit theaters. I don't remember what I was seeing, but... It was truly, I think, just all of the nuns in the car. And I don't think it ever registered to me that, oh, they're bank robbers. I literally was like, this is some scary nun movie. And truly until yesterday, did I fully grasp what this movie was about. Wow. So the rewatch helped, huh? Not even the rewatch. I've never seen this movie before, actually. Oh, right. insane to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. So fresh eyes. Uh, right. Tyler, Can I just start, guys. With yeah, with oh, we're, we're sorry, gonna we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you started. We're gonna go ahead and throw thirty seconds on the clock for you to describe oh. this movie to somebody who has never seen it. Ready, go. Okay, one blue collar Boston neighborhood has produced more bank robbers and armored car thieves than anywhere in the world. Dot dot dot. Charlestown. Okay, <laughs> home to Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, John Hamm is a cop there. I think. Uh, Blake Lively is also there. Uh, she works at a bar, sells Ten oxy. Um, da, da, da. Okay, uh, and they they go on bank heists with their with their friends. Five, they rob shit, four, but Ben falls in three, love. Uh, two, and and, uh, and he escapes. 
beautiful. I will say that sounded like a much lighthearted movie, the way you described it. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't think it was a lighthearted movie? (laughs) (laughs) Nice romp. Was this, uh, this could have, I easily could have looked this up beforehand, but I did not. Is this Ben Affleck's directorial debut? Good cue, CJ. I think so. No, no, wait. Did he direct uh, Gone Baby Gone? Um, yes, he did. I remember when I was looking up trivia, people thought that that was going to be like a one-hit wonder. So I, I do believe that was his first thing. But don't right. quote me right. and don't come after me, Ben Affleck. Right. Yeah, right. Ben Affleck. <laughs> and we know you're listening. Do you think he actually goes after people? D- does he? Does I, he? So do you think he's what? the type of person that like reads reviews and comes after people? Mm, yes, I've been dying to bring this up wow. actually because we've seen recently how he will match with a woman on Raya um, and then un- and then when she unmatches him, follow her, not stalk her, that's a harsh word, but essentially find her on Instagram and send her a video. Like that was insane to me, you guys. It was a huge yeah. cultural moment. That was. There is a way. Do you think that there's a chance it could be uh, method acting in a way? Just in preparation <laughs> for a future role? As a creep? I hope As so. a creep. I do feel like, yeah, we need more movies about men in Hollywood being creepy. <laughs> 100 percent yeah also i have uh some some uh a fact to share his directorial debut was for a a short called i killed my lesbian wife hunger on a meat hook and now i have a three picture deal at disney that is a real oh, thing well i think that's essentially the plot of chasing amy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, now, CJ, did he also star in that? Good question. I closed the tab, so we'll never know. Okay. And we'll just like that, know. it's gone. Tyler, what is your emotional connection with this movie? What really draws you in? Good question. I don't know. I feel like emotionally, sad Ben, particularly Ben, who has been going through shit and is just trying to escape some version of his life, for whatever reason, always hits me hard. You know? Like, I recently watched uh, The Way Back which is, uh, I think, one of Ben's more recent movies about him being a kind of struggling alcoholic coaching a high school basketball team. And it is just deeply, deeply sad. And I feel like it's just like, whatever Ben does, like however he conveys sadness hits me in the hardest way. And so sometimes I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just like his weird, his sort of like uber masculine, like big beefy body, just masking this, you know, I think just a generous heart that wants better for himself and for his family. For whatever reason, I feel like that's the role Ben always plays and it always works for me. And I feel like wow. the town is like the epitome of that. Dang. Um, ben Affleck did not star in that short. I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, Ben Affleck's Batman? Do you, do you like, are you, have you seen any of those? Oh, have I seen any of those CJ? Of course I've seen those. Um, the, Ben Affleck's Ben 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 Flack. Wait, what is it? What is it? Is Bat Ben Affleck? How is how is it? Zach There's like a Snyder's. portmanteau. There's like a portmanteau with Batman. Batfleck. That's it. Batfleck. Oh, I'm completely off in La La Girlland. I don't understand this world. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is where I say he maybe goes a little bit too because in Batfleck, we're already past his sort of like reckoning with the world and his wanting better. And I think all he really wants is a sort of like grumpy man vengeance, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not as engaged with those. I think it's like the, the, you know, slightly more boring version of Ben, but you know, I can hang with him. 
Okay. I I don't I'm not a huge fan of his Batman voice. Mm. Like I feel like every every Batman has like, you know, when they put the 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 costume on then they go into this Batman voice. And his is just okay. Yeah. 100%. Five seconds on the clock. Give us your best Ben is bat. Ben, yeah, Ben is bat. <laughs> ben is bat? Uh, see, his I can't, I don't think I can do that well because his isn't that good. So it's hard to imitate a poor, it's just, it's it's like his normal voice and he just like deepens it a tiny bit and tries to make it gruffier. Yeah. And it's like he just smoked five cigarettes and under. Yeah, you know, it's like that. Yeah, he just <laughs> rolled out of bed, and that's and now he's trying to fight crime. Can I can I have one quick follow up request, DJ? If Please. you could give us five seconds of just like your most ideal Batman voice. Batman, see, I can I can I pivot and do a Bane voice instead? Please, absolutely. I was born in it. That is perfect. <laughs> Thank you. That is perfect. I love that. <laughs> Once again, That's over it. here in La La Grillland, <laughs> I have nothing to base that on. <laughs> uh, no, Libby, can you also give us that, please? <laughs> yeah, this is me with absolutely no connotation, but I did see CJ cover his mouth, so. I am Bane! <laughs> okay. Nailed it. I love that. That's, that that's sounds just like a... 100%. Oh he says that and all the time. characters announce themselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and now here's here's my um here's my '90s Batman Joker. Okay. Smoking. Hell yeah. Once again, okay, no context, CJ. but that absolutely landed for me. It was it was played by Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey played the Joker. Absolutely, and I believe that was a direct quote from Pet Detective. <laughs> oh no, from the mask. I'm sorry. Well, oh, speaking of mask. masks, you guys, so many wow. masks in this movie i'm imagining them just storing all of these masks and costumes like in their probably like shitty like little house what okay yeah so are are we diving into the film now yeah i just want to take a second to give olivia props for that segue that was some professional stuff (laughs) i've been dying to talk about the masks that's it that's (laughs) when tyler was zoning out on his song lyric that was me with masks i was trying to work it in (laughs) where would you still like to start which mask so the first ones we get are the skeleton mask. Those are absolutely terrifying. Anybody comes within 10 feet of me in that mask and I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> yeah. Were those supposed to be, were those like predator masks or were, were those, those a reference to something or just like, here's a scary mask. I think truly they went into Halloween town, um, not Halloween town, spirit Halloween. And we're like, what <laughs> do we movie. got on sale? They visited Disney's Halloween town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And bought up, bought up all the supplies. Debbie Ryan is like, "Hello," and she pulls them out of her giant bag. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I'm right there with you, Olivia. I will say, I mean, we can certainly talk about each of the individual masks because I'm all for it. But I, my one hang up about the movie, and again, this is probably my one hang up because everything else is perfect about it. Wow, is um, they? Yeah, they have a just a deep closet full of any any type of uniform you may want or need. And I have no idea how they would come by these things. It's like, who who has a perfect... Do we ever get a sense of, like, what time of the year this movie takes place? Mm. I'm thinking, like, spring, maybe, based on what they were wearing, flowers and stuff? Yeah, because the garden was absolutely blooming away. Yeah. Right. Sunny days were right. happening, as we know. Yeah, baseball was happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, there's not... So they have a... So somewhere in... Charlestown, there is a uh, year-round Halloween store where they can purchase these masks from. 
Yeah. No, a thousand percent. Because Amazon at that time, famously in 2010, I don't think it was as big as it is now. So I don't think they're going to. I think probably just selling books still, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably probably just just a big book conglomerate. (laughs) I will say, speaking of 2010, nothing reminded me more that it was 2010 than the presence of Blake Lively. I was like, I was like immediately like, this is insane to me. It was very off-putting. I know it is a very 2010 cast in a way. I feel like, you know, that was like where each of them were sort of, I think, beginning their stride. I mean, obviously Ben, I think was established in some way, but, but yeah, you get hit with Jeremy, John Hamm, Blake all at once. It's a lot. Jeremy Renner's character is probably pretty up there for me for like most hated character. <laughs> Wow. I hated his him. Not not like he's a great actor. Not any knock on that. I I just mean the actual person in the movie. Like I I hate that guy. It's because of his tattoo, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, very anti fighting Irish. We all know this. <laughs> Notre Dame sucks. <laughs> hate Notre Dame. Yeah, right. Um, I will say I I think I agree with you, CJ. There there is just like one moment. Um, obviously the uh the scene where. Our, Ben comes to Jeremy and he's like, we're going to do a thing. You can't ask me what it is, but we're going to do it. You can't tell me. You can't ask any questions. He's like, whose car are we taking? And then they get there and obviously they beat those dudes up. And then he like takes off his mask and he's like, I'm showing you my face, but just remember, I can see yours too. And every time that happens, I'm like, God damn, I feel threatened. But I was like, but in a way I'm like, that's impressive. He he was threatening you through the screen. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, agree, hateable, <laughs> but, like, deeply impressed by how just, like, Intense. he's like a little pit bull. He's like a yeah. little pit bull on screen, and I'm like, dang, how you do that? Yeah, he, uh, I, and I, I get that that, yeah, I think, is the point of his character, right? Like, we're, we're supposed to hate that guy, and that's why he's, like, getting out of town and, and leaving him behind and stuff. But, yeah, man, did I just hate any scene the character was in just because I did not like him talking. <laughs> I did like, I thought his little ending scene was, was kind of nice. Cause I liked how he truly was absolutely no character evolving like yep. there at all or development. Um, and truly up until the end, I was like, I too, probably if I, if I knew I was about to die, I would take a sip of garbage soda. Cause it's like, what <laughs> else good is going to happen here? I, I will say I, I was kind of shocked. Maybe not. I'm trying to, maybe I'm overanalyzing this, but I feel like in that position, I'm shocked that he didn't like take his life by like his own hands like he wasn't going to give that to him but then maybe at the same time that he knew what was going to happen so that is still his decision so he might as well take a big swing and i don't know what are your guys' thoughts Mm. yeah i am super curious to hear what cj thinks but the one thing i will say too before i respond to that point I always during that scene, the one thing I like to imagine, right? Cause that's like essentially an almost full soda. Like obviously whoever was drinking it just like ran left. They were like, fuck this. I'm out. But I always imagined them like around the corner of the building and like watching Jeremy Renner take a sip. Just them thinking like, ah, oh, man, that's my soda. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, but yeah, no, so I, I always, yeah. But in terms of like that, that as a character ending, I think it's like a, it's a perfectly appropriate and just like a perfect way for, for, uh, for him to go out. Cause he didn't even have, I don't think he had any ammo even. He was just like, fuck it. I'm going to stand up. What do you think, CJ? Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly. Yeah. He's not going to do suicide because he's very, he's very in this, 
like bank robber culture and has bought it like I'm a tough guy that's defines me and like I'm going out on my own terms and yeah I think I think that made sense that I think what confused me though is yeah both of his guns were empty right and then he yells I surrender twice when clearly he's holding guns and knows what's gonna like does he think he's gonna trick the cops like just kidding I have guns I'm not surrendering I mean, probably because he is a white man. He probably was like, there's a strong likelihood I may get it out <laughs> of this life. very true. <laughs> oh, and that's yeah. the Irish for you. That's the fighting Irish. Got it. True. I mean, yeah, true. he did live up to his name. So, I mean, we can definitely dive into various scenes, but I'm just so curious what the both of you, as first-time watchers, just thought about the movie in general. I loved it. I'm a sucker for basically any like little like cool action movie that just is a lot of blood, a lot of guns, a lot of anger. So I was a a big fan. And to kind of like echo what your sentiments were about Ben Affleck, I feel the same way. I, there's something in me that knows I should be so weary of him, but I'm not, I'm so charmed by him and just seeing him in his element thriving. And you can just like tell that he like does have like such a love for that culture. It doesn't feel like it's like a punch down knock like at this world, it truly is like something that he loves. And I think that's so, so charming. But as I mentioned, you give me some snazzy costumes, you give me some guns, you give me some accents. I'm all there for it. Gotcha. That's what about you, Siege? I, I think I have seen this before, but didn't remember much when we get introduced. So early on, they like starts with them robbing a bank and they take this uh, woman hostage. And then as soon as Ben Affleck like starts stalking her, essentially, I'm like, oh, they're going to fall in love, right? Like, this is going to be a thing or like he's going to like he's supposed to be watching her so she doesn't talk to the cops about him. But he's definitely going to fall for her. And yeah, that 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 happened. Um, not not to say that that makes the movie worse or anything, uh, but just, yeah, very predictable. I liked the end action and i like that it like wasn't too much of the drama between the characters that it, as soon as we kind of focused on that a bit then we were met with another bank robbery to like pep everyone back up like oh no this is still an action movie so that was good john ham was fun in it i liked that kind of threw me off i was also kind of laughing when that whole joke about him talking about money and then blake lively called him mr six inch because as I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have seen, but I think it's it's known that John Hamm is packing more than yeah. just an FBI rifle. How is that known? <laughs> oh, what? Tyler, there are photos. Oh, yeah, there are oh, clear. Okay. You can see it through his yeah. pants. <laughs> it's Dang, kind okay. of nuts. Yeah. They don't call him John Hamm for nothing. We'll say that. Hey, oh. But I, I was also like so intrigued to see. And I know this is probably all fictional, I mean, to some extent, but just the links that they did to cover their trails, like dousing everything in bleach, you know, shaving their, like, body. I'm going to say their fur, but <laughs> I think that's what men have. Um, these animals, yeah. These animals. Yeah, like, that was all super interesting to me because I think there's this perception when it gets into, like, communities like this where you just, like, kind of think, oh, this is, like, I don't know, like, you just don't necessarily perceive them to be, like, the most intelligent, which is a terrible stereotype that we just have as human beings. But this is their business, and I thought that was really cool and a good look into, like, this is how many of them kind of make their livelihood. Because I think at that quote, like they said, and I think this is true, right? Charleston 
is known. Is that real? Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless, because it's the epigraph to the movie, I don't think they would lie to us. You know, so I, <laughs> I've always so just taken sad. it as true. Yeah, I don't <laughs> right? think, I don't think Ben Affleck has that in him to lie to us. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Yeah, no. I will say, speaking of Charleston, there was a scene early on where I go, oh man, that's the Washington Monument. Like, what's that doing there? I was like, yeah. my geography sucks. I have no idea where in the world we are. Um, and I definitely did Google it because I was truly sitting there for much of the movie just being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and happy to report, it's the Bunker Hill Monument. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would agree. It is just like this weird stone obelisk jutting out in the middle of like the landscape, which is very DC, you know? Yeah. I also, it was a, this movie was a reminder of, yeah, just how crazy the streets of Boston are because it was one of the like first towns. There's like no grid system whatsoever. It's only (laughs) winding streets and random turns and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like during the second heist when they're, uh, there's a police chase and they're actually escaping. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I guess it would be easy to get away from them because you can just like turn on five rows and you're already, you know, just totally in a different place. It's like a labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys been to Boston? Uh, I have, yes. Mm. I never have, yeah. but it's definitely been on the bucket list because I'm a sucker for like historical landmarks. For sure. And for famously, sure. they they dumped matcha tea in... in and, harbor. Yeah. <laughs> and Brie was there to swim. <laughs> Slurping it up. Uh, I went as part of a uh, every year, well, not this past year, obviously, but we go to a bunch of friends and I go to an uh, away Blackhawks game. And so we went to Boston for one of their games. And it's the, I was lucky in that our, the hotel we were staying at was on the, I think it's called the Constitution Trail. Uh, maybe I'm getting the name wrong, but there's some like, They've paved in a line on sidewalks to represent like some yeah. some sort of path, and I was lucky right. that our hotel was on that, so that when we got lost later in the night, <laughs> we just found that, and we're like, okay, we just have to follow this back to our hotel. <laughs> That's really because I think the Constitutional Trail is actually like where they like signed the document and then like took it essentially to like certify it. I believe oh, wow. if I'm like remembering it to so the fact that little drunk CJ was just absolutely stumbling <laughs> along in the way our forefathers intended is kind of beautiful. Yeah. Just what America was made for. Exactly. <laughs> and I was, I was pleasantly surprised that none of us ended up getting into a fight wearing Blackhawks jerseys around town that night <laughs> during oh, the game. You'd be absolutely murdered. Yeah. Le- actually one dude was very nice to us. We went out to the bars afterwards and we were, it was like a Friday or Saturday, so everything was packed, and we were standing in line to get into this bar, and I turned to a couple of friends and was like, I don't want to do this. This like I don't want to just stand here for 20 minutes to get into a bar I have no interest in going into. And so we were walking around in the back of it, and even in the alley, there were like more bars, and we're walking by and uh, wearing Blackhawks jerseys, and so somebody like knocks on the window or something or i like make eye contact with somebody just looking around and they kind of like wave and they're wearing a blackhawks jersey and they point to like this side door and we're like go like my mean like go around and so me and my one friend go around and they the the guy walks over to the doorman and says like let them in and so we walk in and get to hang out in this like back part of the bar where nobody is i was like this is amazing people are nice here wow Wow. wow. I, I truly would have been like, okay, they're absolutely ready to yeah, murder me where ass. nobody can see yeah. now. 
I would just assume that the first thing they were going to tell me is like this this blue collar town has the most bank robberies <laughs> on truck heist in the world. Welcome to Charlestown. You know, that'd be like my assumption. Yeah, their eyes roll in the back of their head and then they state that. <laughs> and they put on a non-mask. Well, I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like, are you getting a Jeremy Renner in an unmask? Are you getting a Ben Affleck in an unmask who will then stalk you and fall in love with you? And, and in turn, you fall in love with him. Yeah. What did you guys, I kind of, I don't know if I ever felt like immediate heat between them, but I think he was just latching on to the possibility of a new tomorrow with her. Mm. But no heat for me there, I'll be honest. You're going to throw that in. I got a comment. No heat. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I mean, I, so I'm deeply curious what CJ thinks about the heat, about the heat value of their relationship. But the one thing I will say, I, because obviously, you know, I always consider Claire to be a sort of like audience surrogate, right? She's sort of like caught. The thing that I love about the movie, right? John Hamm, Jeremy Renner are sort of at two poles where they both think they're perfectly right in their way about going through the world. You know, there's nothing that changes about them. And then you have Ben and Claire caught in the middle of them, right? And like Ben is being pulled either way. Claire is being pulled either way on the other side of the spectrum. And I think the thing that it always is so great, especially about Ben's usual types of characters right is that he like he always kind of brings you in despite the fact that he's done super shitty things and i think like i got that from claire i feel like she was brought in and you could see how hurt she was when she actually finds about out the truth about how this dude is and i feel like we despite already knowing the truth kind of feel that heartbreak a little bit and so i think for me that's that was my sort of uh take on the heat value right the heat check between them yeah that's a good point i didn't i didn't think of it that way that yeah she's kind of like the outside perspective of things but uh as far as the heat goes in my opinion i may have fast forwarded through that part a little bit wow (laughs) yeah i'm it just gets too scandalous for your eyes exactly i don't i don't like watching that that dirty of movies and (laughs) i I couldn't handle it. But the scene with Blake, you were like all for. Yeah. (laughs) The scene with Blake was, I think I laughed when the second they are done having sex, she says goodnight and leaves. (laughs) I think I laughed out loud. She got the show in and out. Yeah. Right. Literally. The Boston way. (laughs) The Irish goodbye. I will say, Tyler, that was a very beautiful interpretation of it. And I guess has convinced me that, yes, they were totally horny for each other. That... (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it is admittedly probably too generous of an interpretation. But the other thing I'll say is, like, you don't gift somebody money for a youth skating rink without there being heat involved. You know, that's not something you do absent of heat. True. Was and this, that does a lot, a youth skating rink. Was this a one-way heat, though? Do you think it was reciprocated? Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking on my experience and how I feel about Ben Affleck, no. <laughs> <laughs> how do you not be charmed by that man? <laughs> very true yeah, I don't know. he is yeah he has a tremendous body shape it's almost like unique and in, in the way of the world uh just a super like i feel like his chest is you know he's like a bison chest i don't even know how to describe it necessarily i don't want to get too deep into ben's body but like it's like he's he's super big he like you know can do a boston accent really well i guess ben just has a boston accent um, it's almost like he's from there or something it's almost like he's from there, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, and and a failed hockey star. Forget about it. I did like that part, which I guess was their way of justifying why he was ripped. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
But I guess if you're part, if you're like a Southie or a, I don't know, I guess that's what they call themselves. I guess you, all you're really doing is pumping iron in the backyard, right? But maybe that's a stereotype on my part. Well, well, then also his job, isn't he just like tossing around like and doing manual labor all day, every day? Yeah, I think you're right. And I, and I think that's like what all his movies lead us to believe is what they're doing. Because <laughs> I feel like that's a big part of all of them is they just have loose weights out in their backyard. <laughs> 100%. I mean, that's even how Ben, when we see uh, his Batman, you know, his training montage is him just like throwing tires, I think, if I remember correctly. Right. It's a very Rocky-esque training montage. Yeah, I don't know. It, it The hockey part felt kind of forced and also made me think of like, well, wouldn't he sort of be kind of famous in that town then? If like even, wasn't it like the F? Yeah, the FBI brought that up. Like they knew knew about it, but I guess they do their research, obviously. But mm, like a local legend, so to speak. Yeah, it's definitely a risky thing to take on. Well, even at the hockey rink, she like saw his photo, and I it was kind of like a quick cut, so I couldn't really see what it was. But I assume it was like kind of acknowledging his accolades as an almost NFL star. Correct. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, the one thing I will say, I do, yeah, I think he, I was curious about his sort of like local legend status, but at the same time, it's like, how many people in Boston do you guys think were almost or were in the NHL at one point? Like part of me just thinks like the NHL is inhabited exclusively I said the by, NFL. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, yeah. NHL. That's horrific. Oh my Makes God, ice, CJ, you have to cut that you. out. <laughs> I'm panicking. I'm sweating. <laughs> Here, we'll get a clean cut right now. Go Go ahead. <laughs> N-H-L. Perfect. All right. I'll go ahead. And Imagine that being cut over. Very natural. Yep. <laughs> Wait, Olivia, can you give it to us again? Just one more time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to do with the Boston accent this time? Please. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> I refuse. It, like I said, it just won't. It won't be good for the, the Boston public. <laughs> I know. A hockey player. portion of the audience. A hockey player. A hockey player. Oh, are we getting okay. into our Boston segment? Oh, I, we can, yeah. Where each of us just, uh, you know, inhabit the best part of our Boston selves and just try to, you know, talk about life and family. I can only do certain words, it feels like, like Kapak and Gord. Kapak, right. Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go get my donks. This is like also one of my, I don't think she'll, I mean, maybe she'll listen. Maybe she'll be like, well, he's on a podcast, listen. But one of my coworkers actually is from like Boston proper. So this is my, this is my nightmare story of how I get reported to HR. <laughs> it's just, it's just you uh, basically targeting this one individual. Yeah. Or maybe I should yeah, say nightmare. 100%. Nightmare. Nightmare. As I head down to the store, we'll go to the car park. You know, <laughs> to, uh, you try to live the right way, and sometimes you get pulled in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Those hockey players are wicked hardcore. Those hockey players. Listen, you try to be a hockey player, you try to be professional, you try to go straight and narrow, but ultimately all you come back to is just bruising on the street. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At one excellent. point, John Hammond, who's just like normal American accent, which because I guess he's not from Boston, says this, and it feels so out of place, he just goes... This is not the fucking around crew. And it just felt so lame. And I was like, clearly, <laughs> dude, you're you're a toonie. Yeah. Such a toonie. Such yeah. a toonie. He's from uh, St. Louis. Dude. Was he really? Oh, no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Typical. No, I love St. Louis. <laughs> um, I was actually shocked, CJ, when you said you like John Hamm's character, because I think how you feel about Jeremy Renner is kind of how I feel about John Hamm in the movie. Oh, interesting. He is kind like, of I a dick. I, I get it. Guy. He's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He is kind of, yeah. He thinks he's like, especially when, yeah, he he confronts Blake Lively's character and is just kind of like showing off, essentially. No, CJ, don't walk it back. You were very pro-establishment <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stick by the ham, CJ. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. Know. For me, I don't know. He's just sort of like, and I get that crime is bad, guys. Okay, I'm going to preface that by saying that I understand that crime is bad. But for what it's worth, you can go about crime fighting in a way that's not like, yeah, just like being a dick. Just like, I, you know, he's just a little condescending. And by a little, I mean a lot. Yeah. And by like <laughs> condescending, I mean just like treating other people like shit. And it's like <laughs> yeah. I get that they're doing crime, but you know. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> also, I, I remembered I do have a Batman. I, I remembered what the line was. Where is she? Oh, my God. It's just like, it's like super gravelly. Yeah, I was trying Okay, to I'll absolutely give you Maggie Gyllenhaal. I'll hand her over. Yeah. My God, I'll untie her from the, from the tendrums. Please, uh, Louise. Um, since I'm throwing out fun facts, this is a hard pivot to, I think it's time for some trivia. And it's... Uh, yes. Hey, did you know that? Yeah, this is the portion of the show where we pin our guest, Tyler, against CJ to see who knows the most about what we watched, i.e. Oh. the town from 2010. Are we ready, okay, fellas? <laughs> I often lose. It's all right. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, first question. We're coming in hot. When Doug is first talking to Krista in the bar, this song is playing in the background. A, What You Say by Jason Derulo. B, 21 Guns by Green Day. Uh, C, New Divide by Linkin Park. Or D, I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance. Oh, God. Wow, this is some mm. angsty songs. Yeah. I wouldn't He's even think any man. of these belong in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of these are surprising to me. CJ, I'm going to throw out an answer. I'm going to say A, Jason Derulo. I was also going to go with A because the other ones sound like too, yeah, angsty. Okay, you guys are both correct. Hey. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> wow, I actually really thought that was going to throw you guys. It honestly did. I just could not fathom uh, Ben sitting in a bar with My Chemical Romance playing. Right. Hey, very, very fair. Okay, question number two. In two films, director, actor, Boston man, Ben Affleck has used a go fuck yourself or a play on go fuck yourself. With the town being one of these movies, which is the other? A, The Way Back. B, Chasing Amy, C, Argo, or D, The Accountant? I just know this one straight up, CJ. I'm going to go Chasing Amy because I believe they're also still kind of like Boston knuckleheads in that one. Mm. Okay. Mm. Tyler. Argo. That is correct. Ah. C is correct. Okay. Tyler takes the lead. Question three. Their friend who was shot in the head, Des, at Fenway was supposed to die a much more violent death, but didn't because A, Ben Affleck knows his mother doesn't appreciate gore. B, Fenway didn't want it. C, the company that rented the ambulance didn't want fake blood on their vehicle. Or D, Ben Affleck doesn't appreciate gore. Oh. Oh. I'll have CJ go first since he is down. Losing. You can say it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll go with uh, maybe Ben Affleck's a big old softy. I'll go with D that he didn't want gore. Okay. CJ for D and Tyler. Olivia, can you, can you give me a B again? Was that the Fenway Park one? Yeah, Fenway didn't want it. Uh, I'm going to say B, Fenway. All right. And Tyler continues his lead. Whoa. Yeah, Fenway and um, the MLB. And that's correct. Not the NBA. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> they do want it to be associated with all the gore. So um, it was just supposed to be more bloody. I don't know. I don't really think it would have been that bad. But once again, hmm. not in charge. Okay. Question number four. The town was nominated for which Academy Award? A, Best Supporting Actor. B, Best Supporting Actress. C, Best Original Screenplay. Or D, Best Film Editing. I want to toss this one over to Tyler to go first. Jeez. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go Best Original Screenplay. Okay. CJ. I was also leaning towards that because, no offense, but I didn't think any of the actors or actresses did, like, an amazing job. I, I think they were they were good, but, yeah, I'll go screenplay. Wow. <laughs> Both are wrong. Wow. Surprisingly, and CJ, cover your ears for this as it'll make you cry. Jeremy Renner was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and critics Jeremy. have raved about his performance. Wow, really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's why he I had thought. such a big head in creating the Jeremy Renner app. He knows what he's <laughs> yeah. worth, you fellas. And his band. But, <laughs> but yeah, as I said, he was just like a little, little ferocious pit bull in that movie. It's hard yeah. to be. It's hard to do. I mean, I guess at the same time, I guess it worked because I felt so angry at him and I hated him so much. So I guess it was a good acting job. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let him know. Throwing <laughs> it over that. to... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing it over to Rotten Tomatoes, our good friends. We're going to do closest wins without going over. For the Rotten Tomato Tomato Meter score, which is the critics' score, what number do you think the critics rated the town? Tyler, I'm going to have you go first because you're winning. So it's Price is Right rules, closest without going over. (sighs) Okay, so we're talking critics' score exclusively. Correct. I am going to say, I'm going to say the town is situated at a cool 88 Cool, Dang. 88. 88. All right, noted, CJ. Ooh. Do I think? Hmm. I'm losing anyway. I'll go 89. 89. And the correct answer is 92, so CJ Whoa. earns a point. Yes. Okay, you guys, oh, we have a close game. Now we're going to swing it over to the Rotten Tomato audience score. Oh, Once again, okay. Price is Right rules. Tyler, we will start with you since you are up. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm gonna. I'm. Go, I'm going to say that this movie is uh, beloved by audiences, mm-hmm. perhaps more so than critics. And I am gonna say a ninety-five. Ninety-five. A hot 95. Okay, yeah. the audiences are raving about it. They're out of their minds for it. What will uh, you say? Do I think? I think I'm gonna gamble. I don't think it was higher than a ninety-four. So I'm gonna say one dollar, Bob. One dollar, he says. The audience hates the movie. And because it's Price is Right rules, CJ wins as the audience no. loved it at an 85%. They only loved 85% okay. of the movie. Okay. okay. Well, you guys, I don't know who you know what that means. That. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, you, you got to get on there. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flood 
the audience ratings. What, you know, <laughs> the same way that all, all those people did that for Star Wars, I'm going to do it for the town. <laughs> and I'm gonna okay, so we're babies. throwing it to a tiebreaker. I need intense wow. focus. Okay. Here we go. For the tiebreaking question, which of these movies was not a quoted inspiration for the town? We have A, Mystic River, B, Heat, C, The Departed, and D, Jesse James. Which is not, you said, right? Yes. Which of these is not an inspiration for the town that we know of? I don't think I've heard of the Mystic River, so I'll go with that one. Okay. Tyler. God, I'm split on this one. Part of me wants to say Jesse James because of the historical component. It's like, you know, like previous uh, century or two. Um, but part of me also wants to say like The Departed. But uh, but again, that feels foolhardy because it's so incredibly Boston, but it's like mob Boston. Um, I'm gonna say Jesse James. Drum roll, please. We have a winner and it's Tyler. Dang. Yes. Who's telling my town? <laughs> CJ, I'm so shocked you've never heard of Mystic River. I, I yeah, I don't I don't think I have what's no, that you even should about. Completely check check it out. It's basically I wanna say it also takes place in like a New England town, if not Boston. Um, but it's kind of like also like a docu not docudrama, a drama, like a crime drama. Um, and it gets it gets pretty crazy if I do say so myself, but it's very good. It's one of like the highest rated movies, I believe. Oh wow! Okay, if this podcast has taught me anything, it's that I haven't seen uh, many good movies. <laughs> it probably has a good audience rating. Speaking of ratings, Tyler, out of ten, what would you rate this movie? I would rate it uh, eleven armored car trucks. Wow. Wow. That's insane. It's a perfect movie. I think in its own way, CJ, it is it is its own kind of perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like whenever I whenever I hit the end and Ben's just chilling out in some weird Florida marshland swamp and he's just like <laughs> on, on this side or the other. I feel like at that moment I'm like, damn, I just went through something. <laughs> Dang. All right. <laughs> and CJ, what would you say you rate this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um so sorry, Tyler. I think I'm going to have to put this at like maybe like a uh, go like a six and a half. Oh, it's God. it's it's fun, but yeah, like uh, I'll be honest, I found myself checking my phone a bit throughout the movie. <laughs> Maybe well, as you the said, more... the sex scenes did not yeah, hold exactly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I closed my ears and uh, covered my eyes when the sex scene happened. Uh, none of that for me, please. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's not bad or like terrible. It, it's fun. There's the action sequences are really fun. I like the ending, the big like heist at Fenway Park and stuff. But just certain. Can I say part- one Man, thing I... about the Fenway heist? I'm so sorry please. to over talk. It seemed like a doomsday project going into it. I don't know where in the world they thought or Fergie thought that that was going to be plausible. It just never seemed like it was going to work. I I agree. Uh, Given, especially this, well, maybe back in 2010, but this day and age, it feels like there's cameras everywhere, especially for a place like this, that like 
that was that was the one thing I give them credit to. The first bank, they took out all the hard drives and microwaved them. That's a good idea. Fenway Park, they did none of that as far as I could tell. So they yeah. are going to be caught on camera. I mean, I guess they that's why they were wearing hats and glasses, but still. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I, I think it was a lot to take on. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know. That this was... Sense. It, it was it was okay. I didn't hate it. It was it, there's fun parts, uh, but nothing amazing for me personally. Okay, Can I come okay. to the defense of the Fenway heist for a moment. <laughs> oh please, oh please, pick up. <laughs> I do think they would have succeeded had John Hamm not gotten to Blake Lively and had she not given them up. True. That was their that was their downfall. That mm. was the that was the you know their bane so to speak. So I yeah I don't know. I'm also curious how Ben ended up in Florida because John Hamm like already had his name and he was like, I know this guy is a part of it. I just need the evidence, like a fingerprint he was saying to bring him in. So him traveling all the way to Florida too, he must've just like gotten a car with cash and drove all the way down and paid for everything. And ca- I don't know this day, yeah. this day and age with technology. It's, yeah, I don't know. Seems like they could have found And I think maybe that's kind of a benefit of not having Blake Lively at Fenway because I think similar to you, CJ, I think they wanted the audience to suspend their beliefs that it was 2010 and that there were cameras there. And as we know, the presence of Blake Lively immediately screams 2010. So probably a good call (laughs) on their end. All that in consideration, for me, this movie, I am going to give seven masks, seven out of 10 masks. I, I really, listen, I loved it and it was so fun. Like, in order for it to be a perfect action movie for me, it has to be a little bit less kind of drama and just a lot more stupid. And I think that's the thing with Ben. He is an artist at heart. He's he's going to give us the best, and he's going to show us love for his city. And, yeah, he's going to sprinkle in a little bit of a romance with no heat. So, you know, it is what it is. But, I listen, I had fun. Once again, those accents, the costume changes alone. They were in and out. It was incredible. So, Seven for me, you guys. Uh, okay. Can I ask what masks they are specifically, all seven of them? Absolutely. And which three <laughs> yes. are missing from the ten? Yeah, so the seven masks are, and these are not including the ones in the movies because they speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you're going to do a pig mask because, okay. you know, caps smell like bacon. Cops, and yeah. then we're going to go <laughs> for, I'm not doing this. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> All in all, she's saying no, but, but yeah, I really liked it. Tyler, thank you so much for picking this movie for us and, you know, making me explore it more than the trailer I saw for it in 2009, 2010. So absolutely. You You know, anytime I can expose people to Southie culture uh, (laughs) as presented by Ben Affleck, um, I, I will. Um, So thank you both so much for letting me come in and just like, expound on my various loves that that make up this 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 bit of cinema you know this pure bit of cinema (laughs) so thank you yeah thank you so much for coming on yeah i'll speak for not ken and say thank you as well (laughs) yes thank you thank you both for coming on uh tyler (laughs) would do you have anything to to plug at the end here Oh man. I mean, like I'm on Twitter, but I'm also not really on Twitter. Um, you, I feel like most of my social handles, like Instagram, you can just find me at my full name, however you want to search it. But lately I've been doing a little bit of letterboxing and I think Olivia knows this. And considering this is a hub for movies, um, if you want to follow me on letterboxd, it's just Tyler underscore Cole, C-O-L-E. Tyler, I do follow you on letterboxd. I follow you as well, CJ. I love it. 
Okay, kind of crazy. I also uh, may have purposely waited till after this recording to put Same. my <laughs> the town rating in there. I completely agree. I was like, this has to stay all bundled up in my head. If I can actually take a moment to plug something, I'd love to plug um, a Boston small business um, who definitely serves uh, matcha green tea lattes because I've got them in there. And that is the honored Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> so stop by and get your coffee or your matcha green tea latte. Olivia, can you give us the Dunkin' tagline? <laughs> um, <laughs> Dunkin'. Is that how I said it earlier? <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Oh, hey, wait, no, no, it's America. I'm sorry, I wasn't. America runs on coffee. That's uh, their Boston accent. And yeah, it is also the 90s Joker. I did, I was listening to CJ's uh, accent earlier and clocked that, so. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. I I usually can never see this, but now that I'm not Ken, I can, I can see that the over-talking overlords are here. And for new listeners, these are the pods, ghastly overlord landlords who come to say, pack it up, get on out of here, get on a bus and hitch a ride to Florida. I'm going to kind of, I think, basically, I know the spiel is to please rate and review this podcast. There's something about they don't have ads that can't pay for ads. And they're so expensive. So go like and review so this podcast can get out of here or spread the word, pass it along to a friend or an enemy of your choosing. Oh, and they're gone. Wow. That was it. Wow. Nice and nice, short and sweet. Well done, I'm Olivia. I'm sweating bullets. I really was sweating bullets. <laughs> Did you feel the usual chill when they entered the room? It got a bit colder. and Yeah, it definitely got a little bit colder. And I will say they were a little bit more attractive than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> oh, <okay. which laughs> that might just be quarantine, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must, have, you must have been getting a new trainee or something. The ones we deal with are, are far more harsher. All they right, well, send them my information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can find it. Don't worry about that. Speaking of information, CJ, where can we find the podcast? Oh, you can follow us on all the things at OvertalkingPod. Email us at OvertalkingPod at gmail.com. Go to our website, OvertalkingPod.party. Or call or text us at USACAT1591. And as we always say... One blue-collar Boston neighborhood has produced more bank robbers and armored car thieves than anywhere in the world. Dot, dot, dot. Charlestown. Bye. It was awesome. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by CJ. This week's special co-host was Olivia Cody. You can follow her on Instagram at Olivia Cody or just sing Once Upon a December on the Street and she'll appear to you. Special guest was Tyler Laminack. I read his letterbox reviews and he describes one movie as a Dadaist nightmare fueled by horniness and wrong vibes. Can you guess which one? Find out on Letterboxd at Tyler underscore Cole. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Credits not read by Meg. Please come back, Meg. Was it something I said? I went by your house, but you weren't there. Each night, I hear your voice in my dreams, reading the over-talking credits and whispering my name. We can be great again. Come back. Please. Tyler, what's We'll see you again. What's What's the epitaph? That say the beginning the title oh. card thing. <laughs> the the uh, the 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 the, 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 yeah, the begin yeah say that part. Also, I'm okay. Wait, the, I was also thinking about the one at the very end where Ben is like, "I'll see you, I'll see you again on this side of the other." No, no, Tyler, no. that's what I that's was fine. trying to do. The <laughs> the thing from the beginning, the beginning of the movie. Okay. Yeah, where it talks about Charleston. Okay.
Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Give me a second. Yeah, no, no, you've got this. One blue-collar Boston neighborhood has produced more bank robbers and armored car thieves than anywhere in the world. Dot, dot, dot. Charlestown. Bye! It was that. Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Full body chills. <laughs>